Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can always catch them on SoundCloud by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the Digit 4, Anti-Aging, all pushed together as one <clears throat> as, a, as one word. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, you can dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the conference code, put in 910022, and you can join us live. I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. Thrilled to have you along with us. And our panel does these calls in support of your TR90 efforts, and we are just thrilled to have you along with us. When you first, uh, I came to the TR90 program through the R90 program, which was its immediate predecessor back more than 15 years ago. Um, TR90 has been around about 14 years that we have calls that are archived back on SoundCloud back that far. Um, just a wealth of information there. So if you ever want to go back and do some extra listening, you can certainly do that. Uh, I have had a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise going back more than four and a half decades because I had grandparents that had heart disease as well as adult onset diabetes at that time, and I didn't want to travel down those health paths, and so I've done many things over the years to help make sure that I don't have to, <coughs> excuse me, have to travel down those paths. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, well, that's that one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. But if you're not able to do that, just take them with your meals. Many times as a substitute teacher, I was not able to take um, my supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal because I didn't know when either breakfast or lunch was going to be as I was dashing out the door to go be a substitute teacher. So, And the life of a sub is you have to be flexible. So my experience has been it worked just fine when I was taking it with my meals. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your macronutrients, which are your proteins, your carbs, your fats, um, your sugars, your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals that are in those fruits and vegetables. And fiber. Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other way that fiber helps is with good digestive health. Guys need about 45 grams of fiber for that. And ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber for that good digestive health. And if you're getting all that fiber well, exercise will help keep things moving along as well. And the minimum is 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. You can definitely do more than five days a week, and you can definitely do more than 30 minutes. You can chunk it up into one 30-minute chunk, two 15-minute chunks, or three 10-minute chunks. Whatever seems to work into your lifestyle. And it is really key to make sure that you're um, getting that exercise in because it's 
that moderate to heavy exercise will actually put you in good shape going forward. And if you're exercising moderately to heavily, well, then you're going to have body moisture loss, which brings me to my next topic, which is hydration. And you will need to stay well hydrated. Hydration is for the baseline is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you start out at 50 ounces of water and then you bump it up from there depending on how much body perspiration you're losing, either through humidity or through um, exercise because you're working so hard. And um, if you think you're hungry, drink a glass of water first, wait five minutes, see if that, Water helps quench the thirst um, and that you're not feeling hungry any longer because many times dehydration masks itself as hunger. So one of my tricks is always to sit there and drink a glass of water first, wait a few minutes, see if I'm still hungry or if that really, if, if water is really what I'm needing because that's what my body is asking for. The last thing that I have seen over my many years of doing study studies and talking has been seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That sleep is, I find, critical. It, your body does a series of system resets while you're sleeping. It repairs muscles and tissues. It stores memories. It just does a multitude of things, clears out toxins while you're sleeping. And so it sets your brain up for making good decisions for the next day. So getting that adequate sleep really is a huge, um, of huge benefit, I find. So today's topic is actually coming out of Eat to Live by Joel Furman, F-U-H-R-M-A-N-M-D. And uh, yesterday I was talking about what they were finding in the studies for prostate and breast cancer and how vegetables seem to help with that. Well, today we're unraveling the, the myth, the protein myth, and I'm just going to jump right in here. We have been indoctrinated since early childhood to believe that animal protein, protein is a nutrient that to be held in high esteem. We have been brought up with the idea that foods are good for us if they help us grow bigger, and faster. Nothing could be further from the truth. The public, as well as the media, are confused about this issue. They continue to associate the term better nutrition with earlier maturation and larger stature regarding and resulting from our greater consumption of animal protein and animal fats. These unfavorable trends are repeatedly reported as positive events Earlier writers and nutritionists have mistakenly equated rapid growth with health. I believe it is increased rate of growth is not a good thing. The slower a child grows, the slower he he or she is aging. Slower growth takes longer to reach maturity and is predictive of a longer life in animal studies. We are finding the same in humans An unnaturally rapid growth and premature puberty are risk factors for cancers and other diseases later in life. Evidence continues to mount that these same factors leading to early 
maturity and excessive growth in childhood increase the occurrence of cancer in general, not just breast and prostate cancer, excluding malnutrition or serious disease, the slower we grow and mature, the longer we live. The other side of this story is that it is not just the fat in the animal foods that causes cancer and heart disease. Animal protein is also getting a bad rap by legitimate nutritional researchers and scientists in studies. Scientists have discovered a link between animal protein and cancer in both laboratory and human epidemiological studies and reducing one's consumption of animal protein slows the aging process. Animal product consumption is, in general, is proportionally associated with a multitude of uh, multiple types of cancer. A massive international study that amassed data from 59 different countries showed that the men who ate the most meat, poultry, and dairy products were the most likely to die from prostate cancer, while those who ate the most unrefined plant foods and nuts were the least likely to succumb to this disease. Another study from Germany found colon cancer and rectal cancer decreased by about 50% in adult vegetarians. However, a significantly greater reduction of cancer in all-cause mortality of about 75% reduction was related to being on a vegetarian diet for more than 20 years. The degree of protection correlated well with the number of years on a vegetarian diet. Other studies on vegetarian diet in different countries show almost the same thing. The causes start accumulating early. There is considerable evidence that exposure to certain outlawed chemicals, especially PCBs and DDT, may promote further pathological changes. Women who have breast cancer have a higher concentration of these chemicals in their breast tissue than do women who do not have cancer. This has also been noted in Long Island, New York, where there is a particularly high rate of breast cancer. Researchers hypothesize that the increased exposure to these chemicals still in our environment is still is the result of eating coastal fish. Added to all of this is the exposure to trans fat and cancer-causing compounds that are released when fish, meat, or fowl is grilled, grilled, fried, or barbecued. Clearly, cancer causation is a complicated and multifactorial issue. So some of those cancers that are associated with the increased consumption of animal products, bladder, brain, breast, colon, endometrial, intestinal, kidney cancers, leukemia, lung cancer, lymphoma, oropharyngeal cancer, ovarian cancer, pancreatic cancer, prostate cancer, skin cancer, and stomach cancer. Researchers at the University of Tromsø in Norway report that women who exercise regularly reduce their risk of developing breast cancer 
substantially. Their study involved more than 25,000 women ages 20 to 54 at the time of their entry into the study. The researchers found that the younger premenopausal women under the age of 45 years old who excuse me, exercised regularly and had a 62% less risk than the sedentary women. The risk reduction was highest for lean women who exercised more than four hours per week. These women had a 72% reduction in risk. Diet and exercise have much more important role to play in cancer prevention than mammograms and other detection methods. Keep in mind that mammograms merely detect, not prevent, cancer. They show disease only after cancerous cells have been proliferating for many years. By the time the majority of cancers have already spread to their local site and surgically removing the cancer is not curative. Only a minority of women who have their breast cancers detected by a mammogram have their survival increase because of the early detect, earlier detection. The majority would have done just as well to find it later. I am not aiming to discourage women ages 50 to 65 from having mammograms. Rather, my message is that this alone is insufficient. Mammograms which do nothing to prevent breast cancer, are highly publicized while women hear nothing about what they can do to prevent and protect themselves against breast cancer in the first place. Do not underestimate the effect of a superior diet on gradually removing and repairing damage caused by years of self-abuse. Do not be discouraged just because you cannot bring your risk down to zero because of your mistakes in the past. The same thing can be said of cigarette smokers. Should they not quit smoking merely because their risk of lung cancers can't be brought down to zero when they quit? Actually, lung cancer rates are considerably lower, about one-fifth, in the countries that have a high vegetable consumption. Even though they may smoke like crazy, raw fruits and vegetables offer powerful protection. Leafy greens are the most protective. My main point is that our population has been ignoring those interventions that can most effectively save lives. We search for more answers because the ones we have found are not to our liking. Our most powerful artillery on the war against breast cancer and cancer in general is to follow the overall advice presented in this book and begin at as young an age as possible. So that means eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables that are lightly processed or um, not processed at all. At the top of the hour, if you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on how to build a new skin business or what may be happening within the new skin world. This is Susan Mann for December 22nd, 2022, signing out. I was thrilled to have you along with us this morning. And on um, Monday, I'll be talking about increasing the survival of cancer patients, which and then get, probably getting into dairy products and it, whether it's really protecting us from osteoporosis. 
thrilled to have you along with this. I welcome any thoughts or comments once I get us off of mute. If you're one of my shy people and are afraid to voice your opinions, feel free to send me a text at 503-502-4863, and I would be delighted to share whatever information I can with you. Um, Just let me know you're part of the TR90 group so that I don't end up inadvertently putting you in my spam folder. This is Susan Mann signing out, and I'm welcome to your comments. So there we have it, my friends, why it's important to eat those fresh fruits and vegetables. Get those G-bombs in, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. And this is not to say that a little bit of animal protein isn't, is bad for you. It's just all things in moderation with it when it comes to animal protein. If there's no other thoughts or comments, I am going to release this for the weekend. I hope you have a fabulous Christmas holiday for those of you who celebrate Christmas over the weekend. I know that Kwanzaa and Diwali are both coming up. I hope that those people that celebrate those as well have a lovely holiday, and I look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.